0: One thing in life is for certain the more profoundly baffled you have been in your life, the more open your mind becomes to new ideas. Neil deGrasse Tyson. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy
1: walking in the woods.
2: I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get done.
1: Yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this point is the
3: life
4: foot halfling ranger. Hi, I'm Cherok. I try to avoid the heads of our village.
3: My, my name is Tideus. Standing before you is a uh, seven foot tall centaur with a mane and a very strong upper body.
0: It's time to go back to Weisloth with Leaders and Legacies. Joining us this week are Sanjay, yes, Sanjay, Justin, Chris, Rachel, George, Seth, and DM Dave himself, Dave Rockwell. Yeah, uh, Jarek, a centaur walks up to you, introduces himself. Uh, What's your reaction?
3: Hi, you're tall. Why, yes. How Uh, did you meet these guys? I I am uh, one of the druids of destiny, so I am here to help them, much to my chagrin, but I am, it's nothing but dutiful.
0: So Anton, hearing this, raises his hand. Make sure he's in your view, Um, (laughs) Titius.
3: And I will ignore him. (laughs)
0: I need dice for me now. <laughs> See how he reacts. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna ignore it and just keep raising his hand. Yeah, you know, he knows he has to be polite. You know, especially now that dad's here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, he
0: just kind of yeah, keeps his hand up and sighs. <laughs>
3: yes, my my young friend.
0: Yeah. Um. He, you said something about a druid of destiny. What are the requirements and how quickly can I
1: become one? You know, Anton, um, I- I'm sorry, Tydeus, I don't mean to cut in, but I don't suppose you could go and like take me someplace where I can go lay down for a minute and we can you know prep for our little excursion outside or maybe we should just you know head outside and take a look at the oncoming forces, Cherok. Uh, care to lead the way. Anton, why don't you walk with me? Are you telling
0: me to walk this way?
1: I'm telling you that I'm out of, I'm telling you that I'm out of charges for my Spectral Golden Retriever, and I need someone to help guide me down the tunnels until we get outside.
0: You got it here, uh, you know, uh, Corin, I am here to serve. You know, and he, you know, kind of offers you his shoulder,
1: you know, putting it near where your hand is. I, I kind of pry myself off the wall, grab hold of his shoulder, and why don't we just go get this part done? That way we can go have dinner and rest and figure out what our next move is.
0: Yep. So, Cherik, you know that the food is going to be one level up inside the temple itself. They you know, literally have made it into kind of a base where the, the kobold army is hiding out, waiting for whatever is going to happen next to uh, you know, be discovered. Yeah, right now, nothing is really threatening outside other than the fact that there's an army camp around on both sides of the Gateway of the Gods. The army hasn't done anything. It seems to be waiting for something to, to happen. So there's plenty of food upstairs. They could come back down here, lay down bedrolls if they needed to get a rest. Um, but you also know that you know Nandu is also up, up top yeah, waiting. He could definitely fill in more gaps than uh, anybody else.
4: Why don't we go upstairs? Nandu is up there. Corin, it looks like you could use a bite to eat. Um, what well, the rest of you can use a bit of a rest. So
2: I'm going to walk behind Corin and Anton because, um, you know, in case Anton's not paying
1: attention and walks Corin into a wall or a corner or something. And for the record, at this point in time, Corin will intentionally walk into the wall if Anton leads them that direction.
0: With the, the role I just got, you do seem to uh, be thinking that he is, you know, dedicated to this. You know, he, he takes his job seriously. So I'm just being the backup guide.
5: Thank you. Cherok, please, th- lead the way.
0: So yeah, Cherok, you, you lead them up a, a long hallway that's kind of a spiral hallway that went down underneath and took you underneath the temple. You're kind of doing the reverse of that, of leaving that room. You know, you and your scouts had kind of set up that room as your barracks. Um, because, you know, you needed to make room for more and more kobolds coming in to defend Petra's hold if necessary. After a couple minutes, you walk them up to the surface. The loom is now somewhat brightly lit in the fact that, you know, there's campfires, torches. You see a sea of kobolds, so, you know, you know about three foot high, um, you know, when they're up and standing around. But, you know, they're, they're sharpening swords and getting their kits ready so that their slingshots are all you know, ready. Um, some of the sorcerer ones, you know, like Cherik, preparing themselves and readying themselves. Uh, others are trying to sleep because, they, you know, they're off duty. There is kind of over near the base of the angel statue, kind of a big, long, you know, uh, food line for, you know, anybody who needs food. And, uh, you know, behind the food line is where you spot Dandu. Ooh, thank you for coming. Ah, yes. <laughs> ah, our friends have returned. How did you sneak in past the yeah, the Army of Evil.
5: We had a lot of help thanks to Korin. We remembered a ritual that got us from one grove to the other.
0: Ooh, now you'll have to tell me how to do that. I would love to travel as, as I get older and look towards retiring.
5: Maybe Korin can help you with that after he gets some rest and gets some food in him.
0: So are you here to fight the Army of Evil?
5: First, we're here to get some food, get some rest, to scout ahead and figure what our next steps are.
0: Ooh, yes. Help yourself to food as you prepare yourselves. Um, Thandor, the lady who pr- told us that the army was coming, left a message for you. Um, she said you would know her. She was Phyllis, Phyllis for the Light.
1: Yes, I do know her.
0: She said that the betrayer is coming and that uh, his his dark ritual that will open the gate and let uh, uh, an evil army, even more evil than the one that guards it now, Will buy him, you know, uh, the ability to re bring his sister Petula back into the world.
5: Where is this ritual going to be performed?
0: The gateway of the gods, she says. George can sense the barrier between that and the other world weakening. Talgon prepares his his ritual. How how much time do we have? I think days. Yeah, more and more army comes in all the time. When did you talk to Phyllis? She was here about a week ago, ten days. You know, shortly after you left.
5: I look at the rest of the group. Do you have any questions for him?
0: I do try the, the lentil soup. It's delish. That wasn't a question. Soup sounds good. Soup sounds very good right now.
5: We will, thank you.
0: It smells absolutely beautiful. For, for an army, they seem to be very well catered. They do have the ability to bring in supplies through you know, some of valanox's
1: um, you know, doorways to other places. So I'm going to grab a bowl and then kind of pull Anton off to the side. Once I get situated, telepathically let Fezzik know know, he can go get his dinner also. I appreciate him looking after me. So Anton, I mean, I I heard you were getting more powerful um, and I I can sense it in you now. I'm curious, what what have you learned in the last two weeks? What can you tell me?
0: I'll only say this. I discovered a way to commune with the animals.
1: Interesting. Okay. Secrets be told though, it's my only power. Hey, it, everything starts with the little things and goes from there.
0: I still haven't been able to tra- transform into a goat or uh, a sheep or anything like
1: that. Uh, you know, uh, but I'm working on it. That's good.
0: That's a good start. Oh, by the way, I'm being rude. Do you need a drink or food or anything?
1: I, I have a bowl of soup. I'm just going to sit here and sip my soup and I, I will be good.
0: haven't got my puppet fixed yet. Still a little sad about that.
1: I am so sorry about that, Anton. You just, you kind of scared me in a moment where I was a little all over the place. If if there's anything I can do to try and help fix your puppet next time I'm on the homestead, I will do what I can.
0: Thank you. It's a a, a small consolation if we live through it that I have a puppet repair coming.
1: I, I am sure we can come up with something.
0: Where there's a will, there's a way.
1: Absolutely. And we'll just have to find a mending spell.
0: Everybody who wants to roll perception will start with the person who rolls highest. 27.
1: You want me rolling this at disadvantage, Dave, because of the uh, sickness? Yeah, yeah,
0: because you're poisoned, yeah.
1: (laughs) I went from a 28 to a 10.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) So we have 27 to 10. Anybody roll higher than a 27?
3: Uh, 24 for me. 12.
0: So yeah, Stanton, I guess you're the one who sees this um, of those you know, soldiers that um, are awake and kind of preparing and making sure that they're ready for whatever's next, they seem to be kind of whispering to each other, um, not about you all, because um, I don't really think most of them have even noticed, you know, your presence. Um, but you know, they, they they're, they're, you know, it's almost like a rumor is spreading through the camp.
4: Hmm,
5: Sherrak, it looks like the troops are murmuring some kind of discontent or passing a secret around what's going on.
4: Can I hear what they're talking about? Or is it just...
0: Yeah, roll roll a perception, I guess, if you, you know, to see what the, you know, what you've caught on.
4: Yeah, uh, nine.
0: Nine, yep. So yeah, with a nine, you you think you need to go find out. So yeah, yeah or you could send you know, one of your uh, you know, scouts to kind of, you know, hey, find out what that's about. I
4: think, uh, I, I think I'll sort of do both, uh, I'll send, my guys out one way, and I'll go another just to see if it, everything's talking about the same. Yep,
0: yeah, so yeah, your scouts kind of head off to different parts of the camp. You know, nearest by, you see a a uh, commander for one of the, the sets of troops. He's actually just a village leader that brought out some, some troops from his cobalt mountain hideaway, as it were. You you recognize him as a cobalt named Gurs, and he's been chatty with you before.
4: Hey, uh, Gurs, what's going on? What, what, what's everybody talking about? Man?
0: More, more creatures come. They are surrounding you know, the gates, almost packing it densely enough that it will be hard for any to get near. Something in the wind has changed up top as if uh, who they, whoever or whatever they were waiting for has arrived.
4: Okay. Do you guys know, is it more of the same type of troop? They
0: described almost you know, like the weather seemed to change upon whatever this was that arrived. We have sent scouts out to find out more. Um, in fact, they are from your core of scouts. Uh you know, so thank you for uh, you know availing them to our to our use. Okay, how long ago did you send them out? They sent one of the advanced you know scouts back to warn that something was up, but uh, they've only been gone about an hour, so it may be uh, an hour or two before the return. Uh, you know, does say that uh, you know he, re- he recommend resting and, and preparing for whatever's next. Okay,
4: so so we're still waiting on word exactly what, what it is, but something's going on outside. I go back to the group and sort of let them know what what I found out. Okay. Uh, did uh, did my other two guys sort of find out the same type of stuff or
0: you know roll you know, for them? Does your bonus on uh, um, investigation one? Yeah, they, they come back and they, they they each seem to have a, a
1: dessert from somewhere else. Scouts after Corin's heart. <laughs> 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 uh, hey they had cobalt custard thanks and
4: asking guys uh, <laughs> 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 alright it looks like we're going to need our rest uh, there's something happening we'll know a little more in, a, in about an hour or so once my uh, once my other scouts get back from outside
0: you've got the information that you've gotten what would
1: the party like to do I don't know that we can really take a Extended rest here. I think we need to, at the very least, go outside and see what's going on. I know Cherrick's already sent scouts out, but I think we should probably send some eyes outside also. You're saying this out loud? Um, yeah, yeah. I think
2: I'm, ha- I'm happy to go out.
4: So I'm gonna recommend that we do a smaller party, especially to the to the hole that I had uh, taken my scouts out on before, just to
0: just so we can see what's going on. Well, we're all pretty short. I think we're pretty small.
5: I was just say, you know, in, in this setup here, you know, Tideus is like a literally a giant in comparison to the rest of the people in this room. Yeah, you know, what... I do have a question if you're a miniature horse centaur. Are there are there centaurs of different of different horse breeds?
3: Yes. So you're telling me that there is a half zebra man walking around? I do not believe you not believe there are zebra centaurs, no. How about
5: how about, you know, is it possible to have half llama and half man?
3: Do, do we not have a mission to fulfill? We, we do. Yes, we do.
5: He
0: has a point. He has a point. <laughs> we should probably keep going. So yeah, as you guys are discussing this, the scouts that are with Cherik are just kind of eating their kobold custards and watching you like, yeah, like, what is going on here?
1: All right. So I'm going to look at Marcus Uh, Hazash and who was the hippo? What's his name? Oh, Harrington. Harrington. I'm thinking I I telepathically connect to Harrington and go I am so sorry I'm about to do this. Um, Anton, I want to introduce you to one of the most powerful druids I've ever met. Harrington, I need you to do me a favor. Um, At the same time telepathically telling him, Whatever it takes to keep him here and out of trouble, make something up, but keep him out from underfoot while we get you a good assessment of outside.
0: As you're saying that mentally to him, you see Anton's eyes go wide with, how did I not notice him? And then mirroring the other side, you see uh, Harrington's eyes go wide with terror. you know, and he, I guess you've got a
1: telepathic connection, right? He's like, children terrify (laughs) me. I, I am so sorry. I will make this up to you later. Just have him work on meditations and focusing on becoming a sheep. Or better yet, have him try to become a kobold.
0: OK. Yeah, you know, he sends back, you know, hey, Anton, um, would you like to learn how to uh, become a swallow? <laughs> and Anton's like, uh, eh, what's a swallow? is like, it's a bird. And you see the two of them kind of, you know, wander off talking about it, but you know, just, you know, Anton's eyes are wide with excitement and you can see that Harrington is like, what have I gotten myself into? As they kind of move off to the edge and you see them kind of start to meditate over by a rock formation that gives them not privacy, but just a little bit of space to spread out.
1: It's kind of out of character for Corrin. So I'm going to point out We might want Hazash and Marcus to do an assessment of the military force that's in the caves, have them kind of walk through the kobold troops and see what they look like. Uh, By the way, this is obviously outside of character because this is not something Corrin was thinking or would be able to think of. But that way, Hazash and Marcus can do that while.
0: Yeah, so I just rolled a natural twenty uh, for that on Marcus's behalf. So yeah, this is what he's starting to think. He's you know he's like looking around. He's like, we should assess what we have. Um, you know, we need to be prepared for whatever is next. And he's like, Hazash, can you uh, assist me in in making sure that we are prepared? Time may be of the essence. You know, and they they both kind of wander off deeper in and they start talking to people like Gers, you know, and um, you know, you know, finding out, Hey, what's your, what's your readiness state? Um, moving group to group. So, uh, you know, Cherik at this point, you know, you're, you know, you, and, you know, however many of your scouts you want to have with you are kind of looking at the group.
1: Um, you know, what's next? So at this point in time, correct me if I'm wrong. It's just Corin, Fezzik, Stanton, Vandor, and Titius. Correct. So it's the okay. So now that we're down to the core, um, okay. Never mind. Corin's gonna go back to his sipping his soup.
4: You guys ready? We can go. We can go uh, through our passage and go take a look at see what's going on outside, or at least. Uh, okay,
0: so you're gonna take him back down the passage that uh, that you uh, you know went out last yes. time.
1: Okay. So, as we're getting up to go down the passage, Corin kind of puts his hand on Tidest's like thigh. I was like, "Um, one quick question, Chirac. Are your passages tall enough for him? If they were cut for a kobold size, will they fit a centaur?"
0: It'll be a t- it'll be a tight squeeze, but yeah, Tidius should be able to, to get through.
4: Yeah, you'll yeah, you'll have to bend down a little bit, but he should be able to get through.
1: Well, you're you're a druid. You could wild shape if you needed. Uh, I I would, but that is not
3: what I studied.
5: all right let's 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 keep moving get down the tunnel come on
0: charrick you're making your way down leading you know the group through these passages they get a little bit wider at times but tighter at others and you know especially as you get down towards the end tidiest you're finding you're having to duck down a little bit more and then a little bit more you know and you know you get probably within 20 30 feet of the entrance Uh, how would you like to i guess proceed out charles assuming you're out front
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna go out first, and I have the I have my two lieutenants with me as well. So they they're we're going to sort of uh, go out and wave the others forward if we see the coast is clear.
0: Um, the passage here for your return, uh, Alesto and Kuli to you, and he's like, would you like us to uh, scout?
4: Uh, I'm going to tell him to protect the passage, that way uh, we're not surprised if we
0: need to come back. If we're able to leave them stationed, and they actually nestle in nooks that allow other folks to pass by through the tunnel without uh, um, being seen, but it's usually where guards are hiding out. Um, anybody who wants to can roll Arcana check.
5: Sounds like fun, let's
0: do it. Yeah, And Cherik, you already know this, uh, what they're about to you know, find out, if they find out. Ten here, but...
5: Eight. 17.
0: 17? No, love it. 17's a, a enough. Anybody roll higher? So, yeah, as you're passing out of the hole in, in the rocks, you know, Stanton, you realize that while it's very subtle, Yeah, this is protected by magic. That From the outside, it'll be very hard for people to notice this particular opening in the rocks. Not lead one to believe there's a hole there, but yeah, there is. We're still in, like, the mountainous area, right? The amount of time that it took you, you're circling around out. Remember when you guys were passing through the gate, you were on that side? It comes out on that side of of the gate. So it was about a quarter of a mile, and you were kind of slowly working your way up. So you're, you know on the far side, you know, less than a quarter of a mile away from the gate, but looking through, you know, um, with the, the, the mountains behind it.
1: Okay, so we're out near the, the forest and the hills and stuff outside, okay. Is
5: it the kind of magic that, you know, it's almost like when you find a geocache, is that you you don't you look for it, you can't find it, but then you see it, and then the moment you look back, you know exactly where it is, you lock onto it every time?
0: Right, yeah, once you know so the trick of, you know, seeing it, um, you absolutely can see it every time after that.
5: Okay, just making, filing. I kind of point to my colleagues and basically show where the magical shimmer, you know, that we've shimmered through is. So that's pointing out that that's our way back
0: in. Yep, so yeah, so everybody can find it. You think we should put a Karen out here so we can remember?
4: Well, that's why I stationed my lieutenants there. They'll, they'll, they'll see us coming.
0: And
1: stealthily, hey, over here. So question for you, Dave. Obviously, I'm going to burn one of my wild shapes to go into leopard form. Am I going to have to do one of the constitution saves to see if I can actually sustain the form because of the poison, or do I need to, or does it not matter since it's not really a saving throw?
0: Because it's inherent ability based on your class, let's just say the transition's a little rougher than usual. You're able to kind of push your way through to kind of get into that form. And of course that form doesn't have, I I would assume is not poisoned because, you know, much like it losing all its hit points, you have what you have left. Okay. I guess, I assume you're gonna go out in like pairs. Um, and move around. Tell me who you're pairing up with and I guess the group of you roll stealth to see how well you do getting out into the, you know, not necessarily open, but uh, you know, outside. You have Pass Without Trace, right, Rachel? I bet, yeah, I do. Staying together then? That's
1: a good point. Absolutely. And the people the people who have Pass Without Trace, at the very least, go with the people who have the worst stealth.
5: <laughs> yeah,
2: which I think basically is is um, me and Stanton. Right. So we
5: could do two groups i think you guys should go out first and then let yeah you guys go out first and let the noisy ones because i'm i'm at a disadvantage on stealth
1: well pass without trace would give you a plus 10 to your stealth that's what i was saying if we if we at the very least pair up the people who are at disadvantage uh then you at least get some sort of bonus
2: you just gotta stay within 30 feet of the individual
1: okay so which groupings are we doing
2: who wants to come with me
1: i'll go
0: with you all right that's one. Yeah, hey, Thandor, why don't we have you go with them, kind of you're the original grouping anyway, and then have uh, Tidius, Cherick, and Stanton, you know, form kind of a triumvirate of the newbies. All right. Each group elect a leader by just, you can either the self-elect or shout somebody else's name out, um, and have them make a roll to see who goes first out in you know, which group.
2: All right, Thandor.
0: Go, Thandor.
5: You picked me at his disadvantage and a roll stealth. All right, so.
0: No, no. This is just this is just a roll to see who which group is is uh, has basically initiative to go out and stealth around. <laughs> I got a sixteen,
2: and I'm casting pass without trace to give you a plus
0: ten on your stealth. Okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, who's the other group? Who's your rep?
5: Well, Cherok knows the terrain, so Cherok should be the leader, to leading group out. All
0: right, Cherok, give give us a, a roll. Yeah, the roll you got to beat is a sixteen. Twenty. All right. So. So Stanton, Titius, and Charrak, where are you going, and uh, you know, what what uh, you know, what is your goal now that you're outside, to, to, you know, for your little group to scout?
5: Charrak, where are we going?
4: I'm going to take them back to where I saw the other group uh, when I was out there just a little while ago. Um, so Stanton has a chance to see it, to see if he recognizes the the other Halflings that are out there, or to see if they're still there
0: you're leading so uh yeah you know, i guess everybody rolls stealth as you move you know out amongst the rocks and you know down and out probably about five minutes is going to pass before you're going to be able to see anything because you know this is a little bit of a secluded spot 16 okay,
3: 20 21 for me
0: so yeah your group's fairly stealthy you make it out you're beginning to see the fringes of the group there seems at least from you know the, the things you're encountering furthest out now Um, It seems, you know, Cherik, from your perspective, it's filled in a little bit more that more creatures have gathered as part of this. And uh, in this case, there seems to be some clerics that are in control of a couple of giants. Stanton, from your perspective, it is not Phil and not Phil. They are just random giants that you have not met um, previously. Well, thank goodness. So, yeah, that's the furthest group out. And, you know, you can kind of see the, the camp that you were looking at before. Is a, you know it's, it's in the same spot that it was, but yeah, based on how it filled in, you know, you're going to have to travel through more to get close uh, to show Stanton who you were talking about. Lead the way. Right. So
4: I, I continue to lead the way down to where uh, we were looking, uh, sort of where the commanders were last time.
0: Yeah. You, you all had fairly decent stealth rolls, so when you get up there, everybody roll me a perception, and we'll do average for the group. Well, actually, no, we'll do max because you, know, you know, well, you know. Uh, Whoever got the highest would be able to point this stuff out to the others.
3: Twenty, not natural. Natural twenty.
0: Okay, with your natural twenty, any bonus?
3: Twenty-seven.
0: So, tiniest uh, how are you hiding yourself stealthily? You know, um, as you're moving out about, because there are rocks and trees, but know uh, yeah, I, I, I assume you would be harder to conceal than a halfling and a kobold.
3: So, amazingly, I'm, I'm quite stealthy as I kind of flit from tree to tree and rock to rock, using all four legs, I'm able to dash quite quickly between these. And of course, my natural coloring blends in quite nicely with the, the natural surrounding. You know, you're kind of, I think, moving along the edges is where the easiest path is. So that, you know,
0: as you're flitting, you're flitting from you know cover to cover to cover. And you eventually make your way in and you do spot there's a tent, and it does seem to have a couple halfling guards out front. Stanton, give me a perception on your own. <laughs> you know, he's pointing it out, but I guess in the dim, in the dim night light, I, I want to see if you're able to see it.
5: Big numbers, big numbers, big numbers. 21.
0: Yep, so yeah, with your 21, the seal that's on their uniforms is the Hoberfield, you know, emblem. It doesn't look exactly the way, you know, that you always remember it. Um, it's like got like some sort of extra flourish to it. The dim light that's here, you you can't really make out. You would guess at this at this distance that those are your brother's men.
5: Very interesting. Do you
3: recognize that?
5: I indeed do. What is Trenton doing out here, risking the kingdom?
0: Oh, insight for me, George.
5: Oh yes. Oh insight. Oh eight
0: yeah i think you're in the stages of just where this information is inconsistent with what your brain would expect so you're you know you're noodling it but i think you know because it's such
5: hasn't quite made the say yet there we go
0: yeah yeah you haven't yeah, you haven't crossed over over that bridge so to speak yeah it is very curious
5: can we, ex- can we explore some more or do we need to get back
0: um you can how close do you want to try to get to the the command tent are we as close as we, uh,
4: as I was before or at least you, you know...
0: Yeah, you're about exactly where you were before. In fact, you had a snack there, you wouldn't find the wrapper <laughs> so, from earlier. I don't know if you snack and stealth at the same time, but uh, yep. so while you guys noodle on that, uh, the other part of the group, where are you heading? That's a good question, where are we heading? Which way did they go? Yeah, they went back down towards where, you know, Cherik had seen you know, the halfling, group the other possible destinations. You can kind of loop up around the rocks. Um, so if you remember the picture of the, the bridge, there's kind of a little bit of hilly, rocky hills off to the right. So yeah, that would be what you would be climbing over to kind of get a peek into into that valley. Or you could kind of work your way out around there. You know, the grass is tall enough that, um, you know, if you're being stealthy and quiet at night, there's not a lot of moonlight. Um, so you, you'd be able to kind of move out and around them, uh, but it would put you out in the open. I think we need to go up high so we can get a good survey of the land. That works. Okay. So you know, I guess give me a group roll on the uh, stealth. Whoever's um, well, I guess no. I guess we'll average it.
2: Thirty-four. Because I rolled a whopping
5: eighteen with a plus
2: sixteen. Don't forget your plus ten, guys. Don't waste. Don't waste my. Uh, spell.
5: So I got a. I got a disadvantage. So I got a twelve. Total of twelve.
1: I got a thirty-five. How do you get a plus twelve? What did you roll? No, I got I get
5: I rolled a two and oh. you plus ten, so I got twelve.
0: <laughs> Killing me, man.
5: <laughs> I'm in chain mail, what do you expect?
0: Yeah, so Thandor, the way that plays out as they're kind of, yeah, they're gliding, you know, in amongst the rocks and maneuvering in. Every rock you get up to, you clink a little bit into. (laughs) But more that, like, you trying to be silent, you know, if you ever tried to be silent and you're like, you know, know, you're waiting for the Florida Creek, you know, nobody else would really hear it but you. (laughs) But, you know, you feel like, you know, everybody on the planet should hear it.
2: And I wince every time
0: I hear it. (laughs) Ah, Yes. Ah. So, yeah, eventually you make your set way to kind of an outcropping that's uh, a little bit near the Gateway of the Gods, and, you know, uh, you kind of can see what looks like an army camped out, you know, just spreading and sprawling back across the, the valley. There's all kinds of, you know, fires. A lot of the birch trees that had naturally been growing there have been cut down um, you know, for resources for them to use. Um, this area looks... Filled and devastated by you know the, the the you know the army that is waiting here.
1: That
2: doesn't look good, guys.
0: Can we determine what type of army it is? Humanoid. Yep. So yeah, if you want, roll roll up, you know uh, investigation, and see what you see. Eight.
5: There is a lot
0: of things down there. Yep. So yeah, yeah. In the dark, you're seeing lots of big blobby things and lots of small blobby
2: things. <laughs> I rolled a twenty-seven. I
0: guess you're the one that sees it, then, uh, you know, Fezzik. What you see is yeah, th- it's pockets. You know, they th- seem to be like there's. Some, you know, groups of clerics that are controlling ghasts, others that, you know, seem to be controlling and in charge of chained up giants. They've been piling rocks and kind of preparing to defend, you know, this area. There there seems to be far off on the far side, some things that you can't quite make out, but that are just making sounds like some of the horrors of things that you've encountered, both, you know, at at the the Haberfield Farm, as well as someplace out there. So just about every type of creature that you can think of is gathered here to defend this space. Um, You know, that all, all of these are creatures that Taogon has deployed against you. And one of the things that you can hear is that some of these groups out of kind of the rowdy preparing for battle, they are cheering, you know, Hail Taogon! And so that, you know, this is definitely his, his army.
2: So I point things out as I recognize them to help the others recognize what they're looking at. You know, be like, those are your over there. Do you see the giants over there? You know, to help them understand what it
0: is that they're seeing. You watch this kind of unfold for a little bit um how long are you guys gonna wait i don't know 10 15
2: minutes we didn't really set like a timeline to meet back up did we no,
0: no. Not.
1: <laughs> nope. we split the party <laughs> yeah, we'll meet you back here at some point
2: is there do i see anything that makes me want to sneak further along
0: not too much in the center, but you know, off to the side near the front, there do seem to be a grouping of tents. Um, that uh, um, there's bigger fires around. It's you know, there's a bit more activity around. It seems a little less chaotic than the the you know the the swarms of uh, different creatures that are you know, sprawled out over over the plains. Um, you know, as they approach the gateway. How high up are we? them um yeah i'd say you're probably from the cliff you've moved your way down to maybe 50 feet above and
5: how far away is the closest control?
0: um yeah let's let's uh yeah let's say about uh, 200 yards we might be able to use this place as a distraction
1: this is the place where i caused a landslide before wasn't it it's actually kind of
0: diagonally across from that area so you know if you go you know from where you are you're looking you can look through the front of the gate you know um where you made the rock slide was i think where the kobolds were which was on the far side so but yeah you're near you're, you're probably within 500 yards of that spot standard
2: would you stay here if i sneak ahead
0: i can be silent if you want me to
2: you mean like sit still and be silent right that's
1: that's what i'm talking about sit still and be silent You have the silence spell, Pandor? I I take that as a yes. I have a spell of silence.
2: Does that make you completely, like, even your movement?
1: Yeah, it it nullifies nullifies all noise within 20 feet of him. (laughs) It's a concentration spell.
0: Yep. So, yeah, if you want to do that, that that sounds like a great approach to me.
2: alright then do you want to go with us
0: I would like to
2: and be silent
0: <laughs>
5: I will cast silence
0: okay you, you guys are able to move your way down you know incredibly stealthily so you know let's just assume you're automatically getting 40s and you know eventually you you know kind of work your way down you're realizing that some of the the members of the camp you know seem to be um, celestial possibly fallen as SMR but uh, yeah they're basically kind of you know milling about you know kind of waiting for something to happen some of them are you know working their way into the woods to like you know dump out food leaving a trace as it were. So, yeah, you eventually find kind of a rock cropping that you can all, you know, you're kind of at ground level now and you can look out over the rock um, uh, with your with your stealth. So as long as you don't, you know, crest the rock by climbing over it, you'll go completely unseen.
1: Do we see any like activity or action going on around the arch itself? Now that you're this close, you can see that
0: they seem to be kind of setting up an altar there. Um, as if they're preparing for a ritual of some sort you know there was no altar there before you know this was not you know a religious spot that any particular religion had laid claim to but hence the gods but uh, you know it is, is associated with the path of Jordan flowing straight through it
2: what do we see with those tents and all that stuff the thing that we kind of came down to see
0: yeah, it's a very active military camp, so you do see you know, people plotting and planning, um, you know, giving other other orders to set things up. You know, as if you know, this this camp operates day and night. Any chance we can hear what it is that they're saying? If you'd like, yeah.
2: Perception. Yep, perception.
1: Yep. Eighteen. I had a five. Eighteen. Did you get, Corin? Uh, uh, oh, I I've been focusing on the surrounding. I didn't know if I was listening to. Seventeen.
0: So Thandor, I guess you're the one that hears this probably over near where one of the areas where a leader kind of pulls one of his his subordinates out there. And, and, you know, you have to make sure that this is completely ready. Taogon will be very angry if you know, the outdoor makeshift ritual space is not set up um, for, you know, for the ritual by by dawn. And, you know, it's not midnight yet. And you hear the other one, yeah, it's going to be tight. Quit being a jerk.
5: About how far away are they
0: from us? From you, they're probably about 50 feet. It's kind of just echoing up.
5: So I'll go back up and play that to everybody.
0: Okay. So you know, as a group, when you're hearing this, what uh, what do you? How's your, what's your reaction to Thandor's news?
1: So in other words, Thandor, all we have to do is like mess with their altar area, and we can stall this entire thing until we're ready for another day
3: yes
5: that
1: is correct
2: that was my thoughts exactly what do we want to do
0: this could be so much fun
1: it's an, how many asimar are up at the altar
0: you've seen three that are ordering um, various humanoids around me you know, have seen some some halflings various humanoid you know type uh, creatures that you know short tall it's, it's the first time we've really encountered humans Humans are, are a bit rarer in this world than in other places, so Fezzik, you these may be the first you've ever seen, <laughs> other than Aline.
1: So the structure of this temple that they're building it, it has an altar it has like a
0: so it it almost looks like they're trying to prepare for to put on a show like the rituals you know, meant to sap energy from the crowd so you know they need an audience what they're setting up it looks like you know what they they could use uh, the equivalent of pyrotechnics to, to light up and draw attention to um, as they pulled off their you know, the other ritual does
5: it does anybody have
4: invisibility
2: no but like maybe we can get close enough to somebody I can charm them and convince them to mess things up, or I can cast grease from here all on the floor over there and make people like slip around and you know like things that aren't gonna like look like it's coming from us. Like those people are messing up themselves. Do you know what I mean?
1: So I'm looking for like the pyrotechnics display.
2: Well, I could totally do fireball too, but then you're gonna know where it's coming
1: from. Oh, I, I've got, I've got. No, I got I got a couple more subtle ways of doing that.
0: Um, so, yeah, what you're seeing is some of the things that they're setting up look like, you know, kind of massive candelabras that like, you know, have twisty, snaky things that with a skull sitting on top. They don't look like you know normal candles, but they look like they would give off a lot of light when lit or magically lit, it's like about eight of them kind of surrounding it in octa- an octagon.
1: So are there like crates of these candles that haven't been set up yet?
0: Um, roll, roll an investigation as you're kind of scanning. Let's see if you see anything. Nineteen. You see one potential thing that looks like a crate, big enough to hold more. Um, it's it, on the far side of the tents, and the, the basically the indication that you had is the last ones came came from over in that area, and they had reached into a crate near there before taking them over. Okay. And you do see that they are also somewhat distracted because you know they're arguing over exactly how to place them. You know they're not quite getting the octagon shape the way it wants and you know it's a little bit of uh you know whack-a-mole as they move one side it makes another side out
1: of whack.
2: core what are you thinking?
1: Uh, I am thinking what every good cartoon and pyromaniac scout would be thinking. I'm going to set fire to the case.
2: <laughs> How about if I put grease down can that can you set fire to the grease too? That would make bigger
1: fire. Uh, I'm good with that and that's right at the end of the tents which would cause a whole bunch of chaos in the camp.
2: And. Like, you know, I could put a second thing of grease down where they're going to go running and have them all go falling all over the place.
1: So this is also going to be a delayed reaction to it also. So it's not going to be something that's just going to burst into flames. It's going to smolder until those candles explode.
5: I Sure. Can I make a suggestion that we put grease in front of where we are first before we do all this? And as soon as this is done, we start high-filling it back up to the cave.
2: So if they come after us.
5: If they see us, they come up to us what okay. and fall and roll back down the
0: mountain.
2: That makes sense. Good job, Thandor. Give
0: me stealth rolls to approach, I guess, where you want to you know, lay down this field of grease.
2: You guys are still under my advantage. It's a whole hour.
1: Twenty-seven. Thandor Thandor will stay
0: back
5: because he's he's noisy.
0: Well, but you're 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 still in your silence field, aren't you? Oh I am. <laughs> yeah, I can go up. Twenty-two? Okay. Yeah. So you guys are making your way up. Yeah. and Thandor, you kind of succeed automatically. So
1: Dave, here's how I want to do this. As Fezzik is dropping her grease all around the crate, I'm going to cast Heat Metal on the nails in the wooden crate, and I'm going to superheat the nails until they catch the wooden boards on fire. Will they? Yeah, it would burn and smolder through it. So at the very least, it would char. Yeah.
0: Roll me a performance roll to see how well that does. <laughs> As you you know, superheat these nails.
1: Uh, that would be a nine. I'm going to use my inspiration roll. <laughs> yeah, 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 please do. Uh, I have other means of doing this if I really need to, but. You I mean, know. yeah,
0: with the, with the nine, you're, you're, you're getting some smoke, but no fire.
1: Uh, how about a 14? Yeah, with a 14,
0: you kind of see them start to glow red. It'll take 30 seconds a minute to where they reach the point where they heat the wood enough where you know you see a small flame and then of course once it catches the grease a bigger bigger and bigger flame and you hear someone you know kind of on the far side of the tent and the far side of the stockpile yell fire hear the sound of footsteps approaching um you know as as this blaze you know sets off do you guys think in the craziness that i can get away with a firebolt at the altar itself it's about 120 feet away where you're at so yeah
1: how, how is the altar created? Is it like a pile of stone type deal? No,
0: it's a fairly fancy sculpture that uh, you know, an artisan has, has made, but of course it, it has a lot of Talgon-related symbolism on it.
1: I mean, if we want to make a go for the altar, I can Earth Tremor the altar.
0: My thought was because there was already fire
2: going, but yeah, I mean, Earth Tremor War work too. The more destruction we do, the better.
1: All right. Um, I mean, if I'm if I'm going to get a night's rest out of this, I'm I'm good. Corin has not been a caster all game. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. The Earth Tremor would be kind of the the the, the least uh, you know, obvious. Obvious, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, if I put like a flaming sphere like in the tents on the far side at like maximum range, and just have it no. run through the tents, they're going
2: to know somebody's out there.
0: Nope. Yeah, oh. You do get the
1: sense that, yeah, they yeah, okay.
0: there's enough guards on duty that uh, something like that would you know be noticed as, you know, hey, man, that's not somebody's fire getting out of control. That was uh, a burst of magic.
1: So then I'm going to go into a position where I can earth tremor the altar and the center point of the temple. and Yeah, what's the distance on that? Uh, I got to be pretty close to it. So I think it's to range 10 feet.
0: Okay, yeah, so if you're trying to get that close, you definitely need to roll um, a series of uh, stealth checks oh. to get
1: that close. I didn't realize it was only 10 foot. Yeah.
0: I don't know if that's doable.
2: That's. I don't think that's going to be doable. I think we're better off with the firebolt and hope that, you know, they think it's just, like, fireworking off of the big fire they already have going.
0: Yeah, I'd even allow you to kind of cast it up through there so it looked like a spark or something flew off of, um, you know, the pile. Go for it. Okay. Because you're in a good position that you know, especially with the fire between you and them, you know, their eyes are attuned to the fire, not uh, the the background behind it. 21. Okay, yep. So yeah, you're you're able to uh, hit it. Yeah, give me some damage on it. Yep,
1: one second. So, side question, create bonfire is, it's a non-directional spell. It's within 60 feet of me, meaning that there's no, the fire just appears. Mm -hmm. Could I do that, like, at the corner of tents and just, like, so that as the fire is expanding through the tents, like light the next one and help light the next one to help it spread. If you decide to do that, roll me a performance check with that. Ra- Rachel, do your thing first.
0: 17 points of damage.
1: Okay, yeah. So it, it it looks fairly unscathed, although you did
0: probably put a nice, you know, uh, a scorch mark kind of up one side. Folks that saw that kind of fly off, like, oh, this is getting out of hand fast, you know, hurry. And like, they're yelling for buckets of water.
1: So I guess I will try and catch several more tents on fire.
0: Okay, so yeah, roll me two, I guess, uh, two different rolls. Yeah, first, a stealth check to see that, uh, you know, if if you can kind of cast this on scene. And do it, you know, of course, at
1: an advantage with the plus 10. Um, so that's a 24 and... Uh, that's a thirty-three.
0: Okay, yeah. So now roll me a performance check. To, you know, so as you're doing this, let's see how um, seamless this seems to uh, light the tents on fire.
1: Oh yeah, he just lit that bonfire right up in the middle. That's a uh, a three. Okay, yeah.
0: So, yeah, Oops. you see the you know this big burst. And like you know, you see all these human, yeah, you know, the humans, their eyes kind of go wide, like what the heck? And yeah, you know, they they're grabbing buckets, fire, fire, you know, guards, check the perimeter. Oops, that's probably our cue to go. So roll me a stealth roll as you're headed back. And I guess uh, you know, while you're doing that, uh, Stanton, Titius, and uh, you know, Cherick, um, what have you been doing? You know, as as you now see fire burst off, kind of off in the distance. <laughs>
5: From our perspective, where where do we see the fire going from, it's right in front of us, off to one side, whatever.
0: Yeah, I assume you're still kind of watching the halfling camp, and not much has changed. Probably whatever's happening in the tent, they're asleep at this hour. Um, so you're you know, about you know, 200 yards off, you're seeing tents burst into flame, and people are fighting fires, you know, kind of closer up to the gate.
2: We're on the 27, by the way, Stanton's got to know it's us, because we're such troublemakers.
5: <laughs> Close I on the other troops. are not really hearing. You basically, say, I, I think we need a pullback. I think our, uh, I, I, I think our counterparts have done something, and we need to figure out why. But you've given a You've, you've given us enough. Basically, this, this, this reconnaissance is giving us information to to make us think about what we need to do next. Let's get out of here. We're almost as bad as Anton.
0: I guess, George have your group roll a, uh, a stealth check to see if you're able to get back of course
1: you're I, I assume still using pass without trace as well 18
3: 19
1: so we're going up the ridge line right so we're going up towards the top of the the rock so that we can get out and away from there
0: you're kind of paralleling the ridge line not you're not heading towards it you know you're kind of okay. moving parallel to it you know midway up so you're picking your way through the various rocks you know and so far nobody you know seems yeah the their the camp's focus right now is on putting out the fires you started rather than um, you know i mean the guards have you know, the 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 watch has kind of moved out and they're watching it but you know the fire's destroyed their night vision <laughs> okay yeah so you're you're i assume you're all going to kind of head back to the gate um, so uh, your, your group makes it back first and so as the other group kind of arrives i assume hustling would that be an appropriate? would be an appropriate term. Seems seeing lots of chaotic. So you guys hustle in. Stanton, um, yeah, uh, what's your reaction to, to, to their return?
5: I, I'm guessing you are the people that... Let,
0: let, let's get inside and talk first. Let's get inside. Yeah. So Cherrick from inside the thing is like, Boss, is that you? Yes, it's us.
4: <laughs>
0: Sweet. What's the password? Let us in. Oh, that's right. That is it. <laughs> I don't think we set a password.
1: Gobbler! It's Gobbler! <laughs>
5: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All
1: right,
5: so we, we get inside the doorway, and I basically look back and said, I assume that's your handiwork?
1: Absolutely! Was that amazing? Uh, it was- I, d- I, I, I <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't set fire to anything or blow up any explosive objects or anything like that. Uh, What else did you find out? There are lots of people down there. They're building an altar.
2: They need to have ready by dawn for something at dawn. So hopefully they won't be ready by dawn, at least not this dawn. So we're hoping we bought another day.
1: When we were heading out, Dave, how much actual damage? I, I know things were still burning, but how much actual damage to the surround was there?
0: Some of the, you know, the the less senior members of, of the uh, the ceremony area panicked, you know, because A, they're going to get in trouble with the big boss. So you heard a lot of like, you know, oh, this isn't going to go well, and like, you know, dude, you just lit that on fire. You're not helping. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, you know, it's a bit chaotic and was continuing to grow chaotically. Um, you know, after after you kind of you know, pulled out of earshot, you could still hear them much further away because there was you know, lots of hurried yelling.
1: So we bought ourselves a day.
0: Yeah, I think that would be a safe assumption, especially you know with uh, them being down a number of of the uh, um, candelabras or whatever they you know those were for the ritual that they may need to yeah make make you know, do some makeshift or you know see if they can get more supply in from somewhere. But yeah, they, yeah, they, you've definitely set them back a little bit on the, time, on the timeline. That's
5: that's hopefully gonna give us enough time to make sure we're ready to do whatever we need to do. I think we need to check in with Marcus and see. Get his assessment of of the readiness of the troops.
1: So now that Corrin's feeling a little bit better, he's a little bit more observant and realizing that Titius is like crawling through these tunnels. And I kind of reach over, just put my hand on his flank, and cast reduce, so that Titius is now our size.
0: Yeah. So Titius, how do you react to, to I guess uh, being smaller?
3: Just this look of utter shock and and kind of disbelief. Uh, Goes across my face, and I, I look Thandor eye to eye, and just shake my head. I had nothing to do with it, my friend.
4: Nay, hey, say it ain't so.
1: Sorry, I thought this would make it easier for you to pass through the passages.
0: So yeah, you eventually make it back to the larger section of the temple. You emerge from the yeah the the um, yeah the corridor yeah, that you've been moving through. Um, you know, the passageway, you know, eventually opens up into the temple itself. Um, and uh, you can kind of uh, hear that the you know, word has somehow made it down here as well. That, uh, you know, there's something afoot. Um, and, uh, you know, Nandu, you know, you're back so quickly.
1: Yeah, we are masters of destruction. Um, what happened out there? I, I released the uh, reduced spell so that Tideus goes back to full size. Well, uh, there there's a lot going on up there. They, it looks like they're building a, a temple in the middle of the valley. Um, one
0: of our one of our scouts said that uh, something attacked or destroyed it, or you know, at least damaged it.
1: Yeah, there was this really big, scary monster out there that they completely lost control of, and they they had to kill it and all. But before they could, I mean, they it set fire to so much of the campsite.
0: Um, yeah, roll a deception check seeing as you seem to be trying to convince him yeah. of that <laughs> <laughs> that's not what happened
5: we set fire to that didn't we
2: no no we didn't it was totally an out of control monster
0: of some sort
1: it would be bad, Mojo,
0: to destroy the Gateway of the
1: Gods. I claim to re- uh, no responsibility nor knowledge of any events that may have possibly happened or occurred outside of the gates. I I
5: don't think it was a good thing for that thing to be there. I think they were trying to
3: summon something evil. You
0: need to get them away from the gate entirely, if possible. Um, you know, not only is it an intrusion into our lands, but uh it, you know, nothing good can come from it.
1: Do you guys by chance have tunnels that lead up into the hills surrounding there? Surrounding that valley?
0: Some, in fact, that leads me to the problem that we've experienced down here. Um, yeah, he looks to you, Stanton. Um, I believe the young one was your child. Mm-hmm. He disappeared. He left a note. Which um, you know gets handed to you by um, you know Nandu, and uh, on it says, "Dad, trust me, I've got this." And uh, um, we'll end there for the night.
5: And now it's time once again for your dungeon master moment with our very own dungeon master, D.
0: This week, instead of giving you an inspirational story, I'm going to tell you about, yeah, it's not really a movie review, but just how happy I am to see that uh, another Fletch movie finally got made. I had no idea it was coming, uh, but uh, they they seem to get some of the details right, at least from what I can see from some of the screenshots. He's wearing Stan Smith sneakers, which I still wear to this very day. Very popular in the 80s. I think they're popular now, um, but if uh, yeah, if you get the chance, go read the books. Yeah, the, the comedies with Chevy Chase were funny, but uh, the books were amazingly awesome. So I guess the, the message I'm trying to get across this week is reading is important, so let's make sure we include reading in our lives. Hey, if you want to help us out, make sure that you also download episodes each week so that we can see that you're in our account even if you don't listen to them for a month or two months or three months later the sooner you download them the more we know that you're out there listening so thanks for listening to leaders and legacies and i'm dm dave now all the fun little bits. Check the show notes down below to find out about our webpage, leadersandlegacies.com, our Patreon site where you can support us for as little as, I believe, $3, and you get rewards for doing so. Also, check out our TeePublic store. That's Public slash Leaders and Legacies. Also, follow us on Twitter for all the latest and greatest and one thing I did want to add this week is that if you're interested in actually playing some D&D with me, I'll be DMing a public game under the uh, handle Dave and uh, that's Tuesday nights starting October 4th, we'll be going into Dragon Heist um, the Waterdeep Adventure by Wizards of the Coast and that's on startplaying.games see the show notes below to find out how to sign up for that we are not affiliated with Wizards of the Coast or the Boy Scouts of America, although we do highly recommend both organizations as your life will vastly improve with both of them in it. Our show art was created by Jenna Vincent. Our show logo was created by Katherine Evans. Additional art is licensed from Shutterstock.com. Music is licensed from Soundstripe.com. And never forget to
1: remember... I, I, you know, as he's attempting to show me the uh, the spot of hair, Corrin isn't bothering to remind him that he's blind and can't see anything. He's just nodding, going, "You know what? You're absolutely right. that That looks that looks like you've been taking those lessons to heart."